Hey everyone, welcome to the Torque Message of the Week. We know you will be uplifted and equipped to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus through what is spoken. Please enjoy this message from Pastor Tony Cassis. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit torque.org. Now for the message. Spirit, come on, make him feel welcome. They're recording right now. Hands forward. I just want to pray, um, pray for him because uh, he is in the middle of a trial at the moment, battling through something, believing for the best. And so I know that the Lord's going to use him tonight to even speak to him. So Father, we thank you right now for Pastor Tony. We just bless this man of God. We thank you that Lord, he will build on the momentum of what Tim preached this morning, Lord, about not being satisfied. And I thank you, Lord, that right now, Lord, you're going to speak through him. You're going to, Lord, even, Lord, just encourage him by your words through his mouth, because he's a vessel. Let it, Lord, find the root and produce the fruit that you've called it to bear for this coming season of this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Pastor. Use this one. Oh, yeah, you tell me. Yeah. Oh, Pastor wants me to give, because you don't give enough detail, but that's okay. Um, we want to praise God. Pastor wants us to give a testimony because we at our church in Sydney last night. We do a once a month leading them on Skype or via Wirecast. And uh, we had some people in our church, about 12 people that were yet to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we were teaching, funny enough, on the Holy Spirit. Pastor gave an amazing word about the history and the theology behind the need for the Holy Spirit and His gifts, the manifestation of tongues. But then pastor had me play the session from Wednesday from Kingdom Emotions, the Energio, about half of the session. And I know that that was a powerful session. You were all blessed by it. But we were going to wait until the end of the uh, teaching to bring those forward to the altar and kind of lay hands on them. But Pastor Robin, in true Holy Spirit fashion, she just took over the meeting and she said, right, those that aren't filled with the Holy Spirit, stand up right now. And she had about 12 people stand up before any word had been preached, before any ministry had been done. And she said, I'm gonna show you the power of the Holy Spirit. Lay hands on each other right now and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I kid you not, within three to five minutes, every one of those 12 people was speaking in fluent tongues. Fluent tongues, not just baby tongue. We also had a breakthrough because some of our people that have come in that are new in Sydney had come from an old kind of, you know, religious background of Catholicism. And so they didn't understand necessarily the need for the Holy Spirit, but they put their hands up willingly. They heard everything that we said and straight away they received tongues straight away. So no religion, no kind of, you know, tradition could block the Holy Spirit. When you ask for Him, you get Him. And so we just want to give God glory. Can we stand to our feet and just celebrate with our church in Sydney? Heaven celebrated that last night. I think we need to celebrate that. And as a result, their lives are going to be filled with boldness. Empowering for empowering. Hallelujah. Thanks, Pastor. Can we share the other family testimony too? The dedication? 
Shania. See, I do have some detail. <laughs> Amazing th- thing happened the day before we we um we we tuned in live to our granddaughter's birthday party, which they were holding in the church building, and she was having just a wonderful time with all of her believing friends. She has a relationship with Jesus, and she just turned eight. I thank God for that because. You know, the rest of the family is really struggling. But her father, Brooke, who most of you know has been suffering with some kidney problems. Am I, am I okay to say that? Um, he's, he's quite bloated with, you know, um, excessive fluid retention. And it's getting better really fast. We want to thank the Lord for that. But he said to mum, Dr. Robin, um, on Friday... I also want to dedicate Shania Ray to the Lord because it's never been done before. Oh, you told him to dedicate. There you go. Attention to detail. Pastor told him you need to dedicate your daughter and he agreed. And so at the end of this party, um, Brooke and the elders, pastors stepped forward and we did the customary hand her over to the pastors symbolically, you know, and, you know, basically give your word that you will raise her in the fear and admonition of the Lord as you commit her to Jesus like Hannah committed Samuel. And then we received Shania and then we handed her back to her father and commissioned him to raise her in the Lord. And it was wonderful because now Brooke has two children that stand with him who are believers and he can fellowship with. So I think that's an act of God's grace. Amen. And we're believing the whole family, by the grace of God, will fulfil their destiny. You know, we just keep praying that. Um, and I have another testimony, uh, Pastor, and I'm sure Brooke won't mind me sharing this, but he had his eldest son come and visit him yesterday without his girlfriend or wife? Girlfriend, fiancé or their child. Now, they've been distanced from each other for a few years. It's been some lot of water under the bridge. But when he texted me and he said, look, I've got Ethan coming over by himself, I said, just love on him. That's all I said. And he must have gone back to um, Brittany and boasted of what a wonderful time he had with his dad. And that prompted her to say, I can't wait to bring the baby over. I want to come and have the same time with you. And Brooke's response was, he put a love heart, can't wait. So I don't know what's going on there, Pastor. God is doing a miracle. It's amazing what a bit of love can do, eh? Love and forgiveness. Amen. All like three days of pro- progression in our sick who's being healed son's life. And I think pastor and, and the family's prayers, God is really moving upon. All of the family. Amen. We have seen um, brother and sister who have been estranged uh, since we left Sydney almost. Um reconciling together in a brand new way. And that was at that 
birthday party for young Shania Ray. So God, God sometimes arranges parties for different reasons that we do. <laughs> Is that right? All right. Thank you, Lord. Look, um, I, I have a very simple word tonight, and but I, I believe it's significant because this man became famous since the time he lived, died, and since his interaction with Jesus. And you'll probably know who this man is once I get in a little bit into the story. So I've got your attention already. <laughs> there are people in the Bible that have been famous, have become famed or famous for their great acts of faith and faithfulness. You know, Abraham with Isaac, believing God to raise him from the dead. Moses and the miracles of God crossing the Red Sea, delivering a whole nation, nearly two million people. That's not a small miracle. And we know it was God, but God needs vessels, you know. We think about Mary in the virgin birth and all of the, you know, the rumours going around when she fell pregnant and it was a little bit early for her to fall pregnant. She hadn't been married yet. She was a woman of faith, a young woman of faith. There's so many we could name about raising people from the dead, the prophets, you know, um, the, the patriarchs, Judah and his brothers. The Bible is full of real stories of people stepping up when in themselves they really had nothing except clinging on to God. There's one individual in the Bible and he's famous for doing one thing. Dying. That's all he did. And God made him famous. And this is <laughs> when, when little uh, Karen was singing that Lazarus song. I really wanted to get up and preach right then, but I thought, no, I want, I, I want this to go forward. But all Lazarus did was die. He didn't ask for it. He got sick and he died. And no one could control it. Now, his sisters tried to save him. But you see, by doing that, they were actually interfering with something bigger that God wanted to do. And this is why they, you know, they were a little disappointed when Jesus turned up four days after he was buried. But think of all of the heroes in the Bible. And then you got Lazarus, you know, like, what did you do? Well, I, I killed a giant. I killed 10,000 Philistines. What did you do? I died. It's true, right? I know it's humorous, but it's true. All the guy did was die and he's famous. But it shows us a dynamic that only Jesus can do in our lives. He said to us, if a grain of a mustard seed falls into the ground or a wheat grain falls into the ground and dies, it will bear much fruit. Now you don't get this preached a lot in the West. It's the gospel of the cross. God's greatest glory is when we empty ourselves on that cross and allow Him to resurrect us in His image and in His likeness the image and likeness that Adam and Eve had before the fall, which is really Christ Jesus. 
But all Lazarus did was die and get put into a burial cave. You can imagine the conversations people had with him when he was raised from the dead. I know I would have won up to him and said, so what happened in that four days? Who did you talk to? And there's a lot of hearsay as to was he conscious of where he was? Did he just sleep? We know he died, but was he in paradise, which was in the earth at that stage, Abraham's bosom, because Christ hasn't been risen yet. So many people believe he went into Sheol where all the righteous dead were and possibly fellowship with some of the, you know, the saints who had gone before him. But the idea behind this story is, and I've said this before, a chapter in Lazarus's life came forward where he had his life cut short. And I'm sure the sisters were very, very devastated by the fact that their only brother was gone. There's no mention of Mary or Martha having family except Lazarus. We don't hear about a mum or a dad or whatever. So Lazarus was like a stability and a security for them. And that was a big hit for them. And obviously they would have had the feelings of, well, why did you delay? Why didn't you, why didn't you come? when we asked you to. But from the onset, Jesus made it clear to His disciples, this sickness will not end in death. He said that. This sickness is not unto death. Jesus knew from the beginning that the Father was organising Lazarus to pass away so that He could go and raise him from the dead and glorify His Father through it. And seriously, if you truly want to glorify God to the max, you have to die to the max. And it's not a pretty preaching. It's not a pretty gospel. But isn't that what Jesus did? Why is Jesus still the most spoken name in all the world? I'm I'm serious. Even as a curse word, it's all over the world. But over the the evangelistic, the tele-evangelistic, you know, communication lines, Jesus is on every channel all over the world. And God honoured Him because He made Himself of no reputation and the Scripture tells us that He allowed Himself to suffer the death of a criminal, trusting God. No one is as famous as Jesus. I know the Beatles thought they were once, but God dealt with them quickly. They split up as soon as they said, we're more popular than Jesus Christ. That's what they said. Within a year, they split up. You have consequences for your pride, amen? But Lazarus was covered in a grave and he had no power to get out of his situation. He was just lying there. Well, his body was. But even if he was in Abraham's bosom, he had no power at all to get out of his situation. Only Jesus could get the grave off of Lazarus. Now, I know all of you feel like you're in a grave sometimes. 
like there's death all around and darkness. But like the song said, when you hear the voice of Jesus calling, that's when the light turns on. So many times when, when, when we're in our situations, we don't see the light or the end of the tunnel because we're right in the thick of it and we feel like we're dying. We feel abandoned. But that's part of God bringing forward something glorious that you or I don't see when we're dying. See? And so, obviously, God used um, Martha and Mary's mustard seed of faith to complete that miracle. Remember I said, I often say God needs a substance, even if it's really, really small. This is why he, he spent time with Martha, because he knew Martha was the one who had just that little bit of faith in raising her brother from the dead. How do we know? Because when she first saw him, she said, Lord, I know if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But then she said, but I know even now, if you ask God, he will do what you ask him. She said that. That was Jesus's mustard seed. Now she faltered a little later on when he said, remove the, the stone. She went, but he's been dead four days, he's going to stink. And the Lord turned around and said, didn't I tell you if you, what, what was it? If you trust in me, you will see the glory of God. And then at that moment, she had to make a decision. And she decided, that's right, I said that you will do whatever you ask the Father to do, He will do. So she told her, her servants, move the stone away. Once that was done, Lazarus's fate was sealed. Because no sooner had they rolled away the stone, like the song says, the Lord cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And then he comes out, you know, wagging with grave clothes on. He had not decayed at all. He didn't stink. Now, the miracle could have been he did start to decay because usually after three days, your body starts decomposing and God restored it. I mean, that's not a hard miracle because when people have been dead for thousands of years and Jesus returns, the dust that they, they left in the ground will be, whoop, up she comes and they will have resurrected bodies. All right? This was not a resurrection. That's different. Once you're resurrected, that's it. You die no more. This was a raising from the dead. That's different. Because Lazarus died again. Probably a very old man and probably telling the story of the four days that he was dead. He should have wrote a book because we would have loved to have heard what he experienced. <laughs> but do you understand, sometimes we feel like we're in a cave and can't get out. And only the voice of Jesus gets the stone roll away and gets the body revived again. Your body of faith can breathe again once you hear the voice of Jesus. So whatever your confinement is, whatever is 
clothing you like a grave. You know, Jonah experienced this. He was in the belly of a fish and he probably died and God raised him again. Because he says in that beautiful poem in the Scripture, I went to the depths, I went to the very depths of Sheol. And that's where the dead are. Now, the reason why the Lord says a great fish, because, you know, children's Bible stories tell us that a whale swallowed him up. But whales are not carnivores, guys, not like that. They eat little plankton. It was probably a huge white pointer shark or something, you know, or a huge groper, some giant fish that doesn't have lungs. Like, you know, we see all these little cartoons with Jonah in the belly of the whale and his nice big air tank and he's breathing away. I don't know. It could have happened that way. But I believe he actually, because he's a type of Christ, he was in the belly of the fish three days and nights and I believe he died. And the Lord rose him from the dead and got the fish to spew him up on shore. Didn't change his attitude though. Because <laughs> Jesus said, as Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days and nights. There's that term, heart of the earth. So you might have something physically in your body that is trying to make you feel like you're in a grave could be a death sentence, sickness sentence. It could be something that you're going through that's really, really stretched your ability to trust in God. You may feel abandoned. You might think there's darkness and no light. Thank you, brother. It might be a, I don't know, some kind of thoughts that you can't set, set yourself free from that may be tormenting you and you may think there's no way out. That could be a very tormenting grave. Whatever it is that's trying to surround you with death, God is going to speak into that and that voice that you hear, you'll only hear it in your heart and you'll know it's the voice of Jesus because... It'll breathe hope and faith and love back into your spiritual lungs. Only Jesus can do it. Now, not everyone will experience this because does Jesus have to kill everyone and resurrect them before they know his voice? No. But this is one man in the Bible who's famous for doing one thing, dying. But I think we can learn a lot from that. A lot. Because... Anything that Lazarus did from the day Jesus raised him, he knew he was living because of God. Isn't that what Jesus wants us to believe? I'm only alive because of God. Because in a sense, we were in a grave and when we were born again was when he pulled that stone away and said, come forth out of your Egyptian grave clothes. We were held bondage to Satan, who was like Pharaoh. And Jesus called us by his Spirit 
He called us out of our Egyptian graves so that we could come into his land of promise through his shed blood. The Passover lamb is Jesus, right? So I just want to pray. You know, 2022 is going to be a year of challenge, but also a year of bigger blessings. And the only way we can come out of our graves is to let, at least allow whatever that the Lord wants us to let die, let that die. Whatever strength in yourself that He wants to crucify, let Him do it. So that when He calls us forward, we will be called forward in the power of His, you know, resurrection. And you'll never look back again. All right? So I'm, you know what? The thing about Lazarus was because of the miracle, the Pharisees not only targeted killing Jesus now, they wanted Lazarus dead. He was such a powerful miracle that now the Jews wanted him dead as well because he was living proof. Four days in the grave, as Pastor Nate has told us before, Jewish custom believes that once your soul has been dead from your body or left your body for four days, there ain't no coming back. You see? So this was a huge miracle. And I'm amazed how people can respond differently at the glory of God. When He was raised from the dead, the Scripture says many Jews believed on Jesus. But other Jews went and told their leaders and plotted his death. They hated him all the more. Isn't that amazing? He raises someone from the dead, four days dead, and there are still people who are not convinced of his testimony. Goes to show you it's God's grace, eh? You can only believe on Jesus if the Father gives you the ability. So you need to be thankful for that. (laughs) That's a gift from God. So I speak to all of our grave clothes and all of our grave caves, because he was in a cave. And whatever it is that makes you think there's no way out, the cycle will continue, the death cycle will continue. That is a lie. That is a lie. Some of us are experiencing an extended period because He, like Jesus wants us, like Martha and Mary, to look to no one but Him. If you can just say like Martha, Lord, I know that at the end of this, all you have to do is say something and it's over. Just call me forward. Okay? Now Lazarus didn't do anything except hear his voice. This guy really got it easy. Now we would look at that and think, well, it's pretty tough. He actually died. But he really got it easy. All he had to do was hear the voice of Jesus and then his body responded. This is an incredible... I believe when he was down there, he heard Jesus up top, calling him and his spirit returned to his body and he awoke. We'll only know on the other side of eternity because I'm sure you're all going to ask Lazarus, so what did you do for those four days? 
will be surprised by what he said. But um, when he heard the voice of Jesus, his body was raised from the dead. Isn't that something? You will hear the voice of Jesus calling you forward with a resurrection heart. That's what the song says. A resurrection heart that will never die again. Amen. So Father, we thank you for your grace tonight. A lot of us have grave clothes on and we wait in high expectation of hearing that voice of the Saviour calling us by name to come forward to glorify you in this day and hour. And we say to the grave clothes, get off of us as the Lord clothes us in his glory and in his righteousness. We thank you for the light of the world, Jesus Christ, coming into that darkest cave of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. God bless you all. I hope that was a blessing. We want to um, allow those who are here or online to unclothe themselves from another grave. It's called the grave of sin and death. And if you've never heard the good news before, we want to simplify it before we close. Jesus, the Son of God, came, lived as a man, obeyed his Father in every point, and then offered his life freely as a payment for the sin of the world. And that sacrifice of Jesus on the cross was a substitution the judgment that should have come upon us, the pain, the humility, the shame, actually fell upon Jesus as our substitute. God in His holiness required a punishment for every single sin against Him. For anyone who has broken His law, there is a punishment. But through Jesus God satisfies His justice by punishing His Son instead of us. His Son being innocent suffers and therefore that innocence can be you know, transferred over to us who are guilty. This is only a work that God can do. And like Lazarus, the Lord can clothe you, take away those grave clothes and gives you clothes of righteousness, good standing with God. All you need to do is acknowledge that you have fallen short of what God expected from you as a human, as a man or as a woman. You have not in any way fulfilled the level of righteousness that God required. No one can. If someone could, Jesus would not have come. But only Jesus could fulfill the righteous requirement of the law with his perfect life. So we ask you, number one, pray that you are forgiven and then ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart and become the boss, the Lord 
of your life thereafter. Just pray this simple prayer with us and in faith, when you receive it, God guarantees your forgiveness and eternal life. It's that simple. So I'm going to read it from the big screen. Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and wash me clean with the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again to give me life with you. Lord Jesus, come live in my heart and fill me with your spirit. Let me have true communion with you that is not based on performance or religion, but total intimacy. I believe in you, Jesus, and I thank you that I am saved. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. Now, we want to get a Bible in your hands. We want to get you into a community of faith. You cannot do it alone. God set up the church and believers to help each other to get through this life with encouragement, with support, with teaching. Please contact us. The information is coming up on screen so that we can get what you need to get you to the next step. We love you. God bless you. And hopefully we'll see you here soon and testifying to us that you were saved and you're walking with God. That would be wonderful. If anyone in the room needs to pray with us about a rededication or a salvation, please make yourselves known to me after we close the service. Uh, Pastor Nate, anything else before we shut it down? We bless you guys. Spend this week getting those grave clothes off, right? And tuning to the voice of Jesus. It's the only way out of the darkness of death. In Jesus' name, God bless you. That is the end of service. Amen. If this is your first time accepting Jesus, we would love for you to get in touch with us so we can walk alongside you in taking your next steps in faith. There is so much that God wants to do in your life to show his goodness and love and our team is ready and willing to connect you and partner with you on your journey. Visit torque.org contact to speak to someone today. It is our joy to partner with you and see Jesus become real, relevant, and relational in every part of your life. Thanks for listening to the Torque Message of the Week. We hope you were encouraged by this message and stirred to make this more than just words, but a reality. If you've been impacted by what was shared, why not go ahead and share it with someone who you know needs to hear it? You can get the latest episodes of this podcast by subscribing via Spotify, Apple, or our Torque app. Need to rewatch this message again? Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out TorqueTV.org for more amazing content. We thank you for your generous support and prayers. And if you would like to contribute to our ministry, please visit Torque.org forward slash give. 
from all of our leaders and team, we love you, are praying for you, and believing for you every step to be aligned with Him and His Spirit this week. Until next time, God bless.